Welcome back to another Untitled Movie Review. I am one of your hosts, Matt Rohrbeck, alongside, he's allergic to tomatoes, but he's tomato meter approved, Eric Marchin. Feeling a little sweaty today, Matt. Sweaty you know what? boy, Eric. <laughs> We're not hitting one cash truck. We're hitting, hitting them, them all. <laughs> God. Uh, today we are reviewing Guy Ritchie's Wrath of Man, uh, based on Cash Truck by Nicholas Bukrief? Yes, but there's um, also another interesting connection between the remake and the original. Uh, as you mentioned, it is based off of a, the French uh, thriller, action thriller, uh, Cash Truck. Uh, the co-star of the film, because the lead of the movie of, of the original version is Jean Dujardin, but his co-star is Francois Berlion, and Francois Berlion uh, was Jason Statham's co-star, the annoying inspector in the Transporter series. You know what? It all comes around, you know? Yeah. <laughs> um, starring Jason Statham, uh, Holt McNally, Jeffrey Donovan, uh, Josh Hartnett, um, Laz Alonzo, Raul Castillo, uh, Eddie Marzin, Scott Eastwood, uh, Andy Garcia, Rob Delaney, uh, uh, Post, Post ex- Malone. <laughs> excuse me, Tommy Bahama. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, released, uh, today, the day of our Lord, uh, May 7th, 2021, uh, in select cinemas, I'll say. So if your theaters are open, Wrath of Man is probably, uh, playing there. Um, if not, like if you're in Ontario, like Eric and I, which looks like most of the May releases, this is going to happen. Um, this will not be available to you, uh, until it's premium VOD release, which will be in a few weeks. Correct, Eric? Yes. Is it the 21st? Or- uh, it, yes, it is the yep. 21st. I'm just going to double check that right now as uh, we are talking because we are now officially professionals, both Matt and I being <laughs> Critics' Choice Association members. So we should know that because that's when my my review on Rogers will be. Yeah, out. yeah, yeah, yeah. It I is the 21st. It yeah. Okay, yeah, that's what I thought. Uh, so 21st, it'll be on VOD um, if theaters aren't open uh, in the next couple weeks for you. Which chances um, are, if you're in Ontario, they won't be. No. Yeah. And we're starting to, I mean, Eric and I have had this conversation uh, on our main show, the Untitled Movie Podcast. We would love for you guys to go subscribe to that. Um, but yeah, it's looking like, um, you know, we we said we'd have a busy May, but I'm not quite sure how busy it's going to be depending on- We'll you still know, have a if, lot of Netflix stuff, yeah. obviously. Oh, totally. Yeah. yeah. Streaming stuff. Anything that comes to VOD, we probably will. And certain movies like Wrath of Man will probably have a review- for the theatrical release, but some movies we probably won't have a review until it's out here in Ontario. So it just really depends on the movie. So, uh, but we do have a review for wrath of man. You probably can't watch it yet unless you're in the U S or internationally somewhere. So, uh, but let's get to it, Eric. I know both you and I aren't the biggest guy, Richie guys. Um, but, Let's get right into it. Uh, what's Wrath of Man? You kind of described it was a, a remake. Yeah, so it's it, as off the top of the show, it is a uh, action thriller based off of Cash Truck, not to be confused or associated with any way with Cash Cab, the Canadian reality <laughs> yeah. TV show. That would have been something. You that would have been good. <laughs> I would have. I would have liked that movie. I think a little bit more. Um, 
So this is essentially Guy Ritchie and Jason Statham reteaming after 16 years. Their last film they did together was Revolver, uh, where Jason Statham wore a wig. Uh, Jason Statham with hair <laughs> you is, shared on social, is which terrifying. It's is, is uncomfortable. It is, yeah. it is uncomfortable to watch. So Jason Statham plays H, a man who just recently joins an armored truck force uh, that delivers – uh, money and uh, other valuables across in and around the Los Angeles yeah. area. You've seen them. They go to like stores and pick up their, you know, daily or weekly cash and and bring it back to a, a, a you know, a warehouse or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> so usually they, it's, 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 you know, for high end retailers, uh, they mentioned marijuana dispensers, that kind of thing, private uh, uh, companies and, and so basically they've hired on um Statham because uh, a couple weeks before um the two guards were killed in a horrible accident or not an accident a a robbery. A, a robbery but the, it was an accident in terms of you know from their perspective of being killed um and so you know everybody's kind of on high alert a little bit on edge and Statham is brought in, you know, passes, just passes uh, the uh, sort of requirements to become a, uh, a guard for this company and sort of, you know, learns the 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 ropes from uh, Holt uh, McElhaney's character, who is giving off big Stacy Keach energy in oh, this yeah. movie as Bullet. Uh, and then, you know, we get the kind of machismo locker room scene where we're introduced to the rest of the supporting cast, which includes uh, Josh Hartnett, who hasn't been uh, yeah. around in a while. He, he's popped up recently in a couple Canadian-based uh, sort of procedurals. But this is probably the biggest thing he's been in in a while. Yes, yeah. And he's actually going to be in uh, Guy Ritchie's next movie as well, uh, which he shot, I, I think, almost simultaneously with this. The one with Aubrey Plaza? Um, yeah, and Jason yeah. Statham as well. So, yeah. uh, And basically what this boils down to, or what this is doing, is we're seeing the same tragic event play out from multiple angles in a kind of Rashomon style, you know, from the point of view of the guards, from the point of view of the thieves, from the point of view of sort of the outsiders of the group that were introduced to much later on, which are disgruntled uh, American troops led by Jeffrey Donovan and sort of the wild card of the group, Scott Eastwood. Um, and sort of it all culminates into uh, a, a final kind of heist siege uh, sequence that a lot of people will either kind of be on board by that point or they won't be. And or we'll be bored by that point. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, and so watching this movie, the one thing that I kind of appreciated about it that I texted you about it, Matt, is that, you know, the the normal Guy Ritchie-isms are still there. I mean, everybody having, you yeah. know, a, a, a nickname is, is an obvious sort of signature in his films. But the way in which you know, a character will have a conversation with somebody and sort of, you know, basically set off a series of flashbacks isn't a part of this, but there are still flashbacks. It's just that they're told structurally in, in, in terms like a non-linear chapter based kind of. Yeah. And they're not chapters. Yeah. They're lines that are set. They're, te throughout. they're chapters. They and just they don't are. say yeah, chapter yeah, yeah. one or chapter two, but yeah, I, I, I'm totally with and you. And so Statham yeah. is the dark spirit of this group as, you know, uh, uh, anointed by Holt McElhaney's character bullet. And, and sort of, again, like 
predictably what this movie does is it, it sets up this guy and you kind of know that there's there's more than meets the eye with this sort of you know unassuming uh i uh, english loner who basically you know on the on the surface on paper seems kind of like an average you know pencil pusher but then as soon as you know a a robbery kind of occurs he turns into jason statham yeah <laughs> you know, the, he turns the killing into the mechanic <laughs> uh yeah yeah except with the uh without the uh, shark repellent um and <laughs> God, remember that <laughs> i know and so so literally like after that that should be enough to be like the red flag is is up but then you find out okay well you know there there are circumstances in which you know he has people on the inside that are helping him and you know someone like andy garcia who you know probably showed up for two days of of shooting uh you know <laughs> continually is like you know i i can only <laughs> i can only turn a blind eye for so long but it's almost so comical with the way that sort of these events unfold and how you or what you learn about Statham's character and why he's doing what he's doing and he's on a mission of revenge and you know he you know doesn't really care about anyone else or anything going on in the situation and it doesn't want to be a hero or perceived as a hero um and we were also talking about this you know via texting I feel Guy Ritchie thinks that he is Jason Statham in sort of like his yeah. own persona but in reality he's, he's closer the, to josh yeah. hartnett's uh sweaty boy yeah. dave uh, i totally agree with that and it just kind of feels like again like this isn't a bad like this isn't a bad guy richie movie because it's no. it's not really it's the watered down version of a guy richie movie but as a kind of heist action thriller there's a couple moments here and there that are fine but it's just not all that memorable no, I agree with you completely. And um, I even in one of my notes, I wrote uh, like fake machismo versus real machismo. Right. Well, I like and the I totally line that you wrote slick me. machismo. Yeah, yeah. That's what I mean. Like the movie is still very much him in the way with its structure, its slickness. It's using that machismo in that. I said like a faux machismo slickness, which is, I think, present in all of his movies, which is like kind of one reason why I don't really vibe with Guy Ritchie. I mean, I made a joke on Twitter that like the only Guy Ritchie movie I really I, I want to give the guy a shot. Like I honestly do. Like it's like another one of those filmmakers where I'm like each movie I will go in and I go, maybe this is the one man from uncle was that movie. And again, maybe it still has a lot of guy Ritchie in there, but um, probably with wrath of man are two movies that feel almost kind of like, you know, not completely a hundred percent him. Right. And then um, I don't know, like the fake machismo slickness to it, I think will work for some people. The nonlinear storytelling, I think, thinks it's more clever than it is probably or more interesting than it is. But the movie is pretty basic all the way through. And I think for some people, when we're starved for, um, you know, you know, bigger action movies i think this will you know be fine for a lot but i don't know I, I found myself mixed throughout the whole thing i didn't hate it either um i found as the movie went on um i was like okay i can kind of vibe with what they're doing with the storytelling and 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 telling it from these different perspectives something we've seen before like you said but I, um um but then scott eastwood is just so it's such a wet blanket. <laughs> like he's just, he's so he's not menacing in any like, way, even when they give him a scar, you know, above his eyebrow and, and a, and a beard, like he's still kind of yeah. bland where like, I kind of like Jeffrey Donovan as kind of the lead of the, of the better group. as machine head though. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's a role that is going to be, you know, hard to sort of, you know, 
get across afterwards. But, but like, there's stuff in there where I can see, like, okay, like, as a generic action thriller that we've seen time and time again, it's fine. It's perfectly fine. I think it is interesting to talk about it in terms of Guy Ritchie's sort of recent career, because this is a film that is coming off of, you know, he's done literally three films back to back to back with Aladdin, uh, The Gentleman, and this. And And, And then then he's rolling right into the next next one. one, And it almost feels like, okay, well, Aladdin is, has a couple sort of, you know, signature yes. trademarks but again it's it's very much you know a disney movie um where the gentleman was him kind of like letting loose and, and going back to the quote-unquote like tough guy yeah. as his company's yeah, name is there you sort go, of yeah. style and then this has those kind of isms even in the opening james bond credit sequence oh, yeah, that, I had that, that is that like the gentleman as well, as well yeah. where you had cumberland gap playing in that uh you know for the opening credits of that song but with this, it almost feels like he just is on autopilot or, or allowing, you know, like yeah. a secondary driver, so to speak, to do most of the work. Like, you know, he, if he were the Jason Statham in this situation, you know, someone like a Holt Mc, uh, McElhaney would be driving the car for him to get the job done where he's yeah, there totally kind of giving advice, that. but he's not really doing anything like too much to annoy you. But at the same time, it's like, yeah, this is a fine guy, Richie movie in the sense of like. You know, if you don't like Guy Ritchie, you'll 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 find you'll this probably palatable. Be, yeah, exactly. I didn't turn this one off. Let's yeah. say that. And I just feel like I mean, and I think a watered down Guy Ritchie is fine sometimes. And obviously for us, it's like okay, I can kind of digest this, and it's not so in your face to the point of being obnoxious. I mean, there's still a lot of that in there, and he's just so fucking like self serious too. Like his movies, I don't know what planet his movies take place on. And I, I mean, I watch a lot of movies that suspension of disbelief belief you kind of have to go well it's a movie they're telling this story obviously this isn't necessarily in a reality per se because i'm like in what fucking universe do armored trucks get robbed this often right and like and and stuff like that and just the way everyone speaks and this isn't a lot of his stuff but and, and this is the stuff that's present here i'm like no one speaks like this. I'm like the dialogue in this movie with the nicknames and just the way the bro isms throughout and the way that characters talk to one another. I'm like, where's the, in all this? Yeah. Yeah. None of this feels authentic. Like it just, and maybe that's just his thing. It's this heightened reality, bro, reality, gangster, tough guy, reality kind of thing that his movies take place in. But like, it just feels like wooden and stilted to me. And like, you can tell that these are people performing written dialogue. Um, that isn't how someone would speak. And that works sometimes, but I feel like in a lot of his stuff, it just, it, it just falls flat for me where I'm just like, it takes me out of it. Like I, I start going, Oh yeah, this is a guy, Richie movie. And I don't get like invested in what's happening or the characters because everyone's speaking like a fucking gangster alien where i'm like no one it's like an alien watched a bunch of gangster movies and then that's actually his next film gangster alien i mean i wouldn't be surprised but that's what i feel like i'm watching when i watch this stuff where i'm just like it's like people watched a bunch of like machismo gangster movies and then and then the aliens came to earth and they, they formed their own gang. And I, and that's how they spoke because they watched a bunch of movies and that's with his shit just annoys the shit out of me is just, I can't, I can't get invested in it because I'm like, no one fucking speaks like this. I mean, I don't know any, you know, criminals or gangsters, I guess. So well, maybe I have, I have do. family members that are cockney 
and yeah. and like my grandfather uh, had like he like he he has a cock cockney dialect and he can go into that and he talks like some of the characters do in sure. snatch and lost sure, talk and but things these like that. are all americans and like right right uh, and we're but he's also still bringing well not they're not all americans so well I'm jason all, statham sorry, obviously but. being european but also uh neve uh alger who um is the one w- woman in the group of of sort of guys yeah. um who is also actually really good in um censor which will be out this summer um right right, that right, right. Sunday. that's where i saw her recently because yeah. i was watching this whole thing i'm like i've seen this woman somewhere very recently yeah and and so like i i agree with you like it's it's very stilted dialogue like i think you know he's he's trying to his whole career has kind of been sort of looked upon as you know post tarantinoisms right yeah. where like he comes out and makes his version of the gangster genre movie well, i'm probably being hypocritical because i love tarantino and no one really speaks like you know, in his right. movies. In yeah. Life and, and I mean, like you can give like some sort of, you know, benefit of the doubt when it comes to like, okay, this is a genre movie. So like, that's what I mean. You know, yeah. people do like heightened reality, heightened reality, people getting robbed, like him looking for trouble again. Like, yeah. I agree but I that, understand yeah. what you're saying as well, where it's like, okay, it, there, there is still some sort of semblance of a real world here. Like it's not completely cartoony, you know, like it's not going off the rails in the same way that like maybe snatches at times where it's like completely sort of hyperbolic and kinetic mm-hmm. in its style. Like this is a little bit more toned down than some of Guy Ritchie's other movies. Well, that's what I mean by I the self-serious thing too. a little bit, yeah. but then the self-seriousness stands out more because that, because everything else is more subdued. Right. So, yeah. you know, like everything around, like the other thing that this movie is also trying to do with the machismo is it's trying to make this point or commentary about like how men are now neutered or like, you know, it's, it's, yeah. it's different because Classic. of the, 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 sort of woke culture that we live in, so to speak. And like the line that um, Holt McElhaney's bullet character has, he, he talks about like, you know, a uh, paleolithic man turning into a diabetic uh, house husband, like things like that. And it's just kind of like, you know, like this isn't really commentary or really anything no. interesting. It's just a bunch of guys spouting off bullshit. And, and that's what his movies are though. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, are guys spouting off bullshit? And like, and like the way that you mentioned, um, Nima Algar, I think you said Neve, uh, Neve Algar. Um, just like the way that her character is portrayed in the movie and everything that that goes, I'm like, it's just kind of gross. And like, um, and just kind of, I'm like, of course, that's what happens with the one woman women in the find movie. Jason Statham like, irresistible, no matter what. I, what's I understand that he's uh, yeah. a sexy man, but, but like, but it's almost like Guy Ritchie again doing that thing where it's like he, he like everybody has to be either attracted to him or yeah. ready to fight him, you know? Yeah, and then <clears throat> um, so yeah, it just goes back to, and then it plays out pretty much like a typical kind of heist movie, right? I think the last act is obviously very action packed, but it goes on so long that I almost just, again, to your point of you're either on board or bored to my, you know, pun, but like I, I was kind of bored by the end of it. I didn't mind some of the nonlinear storytelling and telling uh, from different perspectives. And it kind of would like pull me out and then pull me back in. And 
um, you know, the dialogue would pull me out, but then some of the nonlinear storytelling, I'm like, okay, this is kind of interesting of like revealing why he's doing it and, and showing from different perspectives, the same events and, and things like that. Um, I thought the score, I'm just like, man, they're really going hard at like Chris Nolan, dark Knight, like, um, you Hans know, the Zimmer. opening scene, Hans Zimmer stuff. Like it's got that really like, um, that ticking, like time bomb kind of score where you hear that tick, 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 tick. like, it's kind of trying to make the movie feel more intense than it you know it, it probably isn't it, i mean it's violent and it's um but i just felt like oh man they're really going for like a chris nolan Hans zimmer score in this and i guess it's the same composer from the gentleman but i never finished the gentleman right well um, it even boils down to like you know like a lot of people will compare this to you know michael mann's i was gonna uh, say heat, like, i mean that whole sequence like, yeah. where de niro and his gang kind of steal feels like the last sequence in this yeah right? and, and and i kind of like i mean you mentioned with the non-linear stuff i actually the, the one thing i did like in the third act um this, that takes place on black friday you know <laughs> i just thought that was so corny it's so man. lazy like, just, it's like, lazy it's so writing lame. it's like when, like when's a big when, again when it's, there, it's almost when like is there a, a lot of money and i'm like is that even still a thing like everyone buys shit online now i'm like yeah. i guess i'm a little skewed because of the last year and a bit but still. Well, we'll get an online hacker version of this in a few a great. years super um, but i did like sort of you know jeffrey donovan kind of going over the the blueprints and the heist and as the heist is going on that's right. been done a lot in, yeah. in in heist movies i mean like i even thought of the a-team when they're talking about like how like the container shipyard sequence is going to work out and we and- saw it recently in falcon and the winter soldier even with the zemo breakout yeah and, like, stuff like that because i remember that like i do like that as well when a character is describing a plan and, and how it's going on and if somebody exactly is injured or, or yeah. killed during it i actually kind of find that there's a weird ominous kind of quality to it as yeah. well that kind yeah. of works and and yeah like i think that stuff is fine and that just comes with the tropes of the genre that you know he's playing in um but even like the film taking place in la like it could have been anywhere like it doesn't really feel distinctly la you know like no, it, it you feels see- industrial for the most part you, yeah, yeah and then you see a shot of staples center but they can't show that it's staples center and one thing that always annoys me is like they show inside the arena and uh, everyone's wearing like no name sports jerseys and shit like that because they couldn't get the rights from, you know, either NBA or NHL or MLB or whatever. But, um, well, it's that like when someone orders like, a beer, right? Like in, yeah. in movies where it's like, I'll have a beer. It's like, well, what kind of beer? And you're like, I know. And stuff like that takes me out. And one reason why I'm always like mostly pro product placement, if it's not horribly obvious, <laughs> like, um, like I, I don't mind actual products being in movies because it actually takes me out when you show the you know downtown la but the staple center is sort of the staple center but it's not and then yeah i agree with you that the movie takes place almost on the it feels like on the outskirts that it doesn't really feel like it's a los angeles movie per se um yeah, the Black Friday stuff's really corny. I thought the line, like, I kicked it off with, we're not hitting one cash truck, we're hitting them all, just kind of sums up the movie where I'd, like, just roll my eyes and go, of course, that's what this movie is. Yeah. It's just, like, it's just, I don't know. Yeah, the, mo- uh, it's just a slick action movie that feels like a hundred other heist movies i've seen before but then also has a little bit of those guy richie isms i mean in the there, bank but job still- does a better job of 
of yeah. this and that also has Jason Statham. Jason yeah. Statham will not refuse a heist movie or anything with some sort of automobile. Like that's like his like in his contract yeah. somewhere. But I do <clears throat> I do feel like this is a, a you know those like millennium kind of Jason Statham kind of throwaway action movies. I feel like this is kind of a step above them even though like from a you know, it just feels because Guy Ritchie's making it and it has that macho slickness that I keep bringing up that it just feels like it's elevated a little bit, even though I might like some of those kind of smaller, almost VOD action movies, um, even though this is technically I know it's going to theaters. I keep getting skewed based on, you know, the times we're in, but yeah. um, it just feels like it's it's elevated just because of that slickness. Um, but I I. I totally see what you're saying where some of those other ones are more interesting yeah and and the other kind of i guess kind of fun like factoid with this movie and 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 another thing that i actually kind of did like obviously you know we both did not care for for scott eastwood's performance um but yeah. uh you know this post is post malone though just, post malone yeah well there's a great line that, Stath- supporting actor. that statham has actually when he confronts Suck uh, my dick. <laughs> yeah, no, su- suck your own. <laughs> and I was just, I was, I, I, that I, I didn't mind, and I like Jason Statham. Like, I actually do like the guy. Like, same. He's, yeah. he's, he's kind of like Keanu Reeves, where he really is one note, but he does it really well. And like, if you put him in the right movie or cast him in the right part, he'll exceed those expectations and do really well or if he's able to parody himself like he did in spy he can be quite fun but i always do like the guy and it's just like it's a shame that it's like he also has become kind of this weird parody of himself within the movies that he is best known for now but going back to the 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 fun factoid you know with scott eastwood and jason statham both being in uh you know the fast franchise also rob delaney uh is in this as well who's the boss of the armored car corporation um who is in hobbs and shaw and in both of these movies he's literally playing the guy who is kind of like saying how ridiculous this whole situation is but lets it keep going because like every time he comes in and like statham does something that like you know saves the day he's like we gotta promote him we can't you know put him on desk duty and it's almost like he's playing into that so perfectly and knows the kind of character he's playing but then the movie doesn't i know the movie doesn't but he does and that's what that's what feels weird i agree but then it feels tonally awkward in the whole movie because the whole movie feels like it's very self-serious yeah but then it just i don't know like that scene just takes you out of it of going okay what tone are we going for here like do we know what kind of movie we're making or are we kind of joking around with statham and his character and like and you know the types of roles that he takes and i don't think you really are so when you put someone like rob delaney in there and have that scene it just feels strange and i forgot that um and rob uh, delaney also being a deadpool too as well where like you know he knows how ridiculous the thing is like he was the guy the mustache right it's also a fate of the furious reunion too you know yeah (laughs) Like, but just so many connections here with like other and vehicles uh, again, all with yeah. vehicles. Oh, always, always. Um, yeah. Like, I, I think the movie is mostly fine, and I think that's kind of a compliment for me for a Guy Ritchie movie. And um, and I don't even think his other stuff is like terrible per se. It's just like not for me, right? And I get why people. I get the appeal. I get why people like him. But I think he is one of those kind of divisive filmmakers that. 
um, you know, I think you're either going to vibe with his style or not. So I'd be curious to talk to people who really do like his filmography and you what let they the painter paint and yeah. let them do their thing. And obviously, yeah, no, I agree with you. The aesthetic and his style choices are, it's like Tarantino. You said it with yeah, Tarantino. Again, a lot of people wouldn't don't vibe with Tarantino's style. And I totally understand that too. And it, it works for, for me and, and you know, the most of his filmography just hasn't worked. And I think this is in a weird category where I'm like, I'm almost totally fine with it. Like totally middle of the road <laughs> kind of thing. But then I'm, there's still a lot in there where I'm like, Ugh, well, even the single takes, or like, right. Or the static yeah. shots that sort of linger it on opens like one on a long sequence. Take yeah. And, yeah. And I get that stuff is also just, um, uh, again in certain i love that shit in certain movies i love you know me i love a chapter title i love non-linear storytelling like that's all stuff that i really like and you love i love when jason stuff, satham buys you a beer yeah like i i just um i vibe with that kind of stuff so that's maybe why i'm kind of torn on this where ultimately like the dialogue and the kind of thin plot and just like the it just that stuff kind of took me out of it but then there is some stuff in there where i'm like okay vanilla guy Ritchie might be my guy Ritchie. like i um like again aladdin didn't hate aladdin but like you said it's just it's the exact same movie um you know with a little bit of guy Ritchie and and obviously live action and um and uh, man from uncle weirdly to me i mean there's a lot of you know his style still in there as well but um i love man from uncle so that was always a shock that i was like i really haven't liked a single guy Ritchie movie but i love man from uncle and that um, seems to be the one that like a lot of people that don't like guy Ritchie's movies kind of you know jump on the bandwagon for his his filmography or, or at least like that one film it's it's the one that yeah. is kind of like the outlier of the group where it's like it was him doing his bond which was also you know a remake of the robert vaughn series which was also going to be at one point a steven soderbergh film and so like you look at that and you and you kind of wonder well maybe you know like when by the time guy Ritchie got to that project it had already kind of been mapped out for him um and so like all he had to do was really start the start the engine you know so to speak um, yeah that's and, fair and like his sherlock holmes movies i just never ugh. vibed with because like i was like i love you, sherlock holmes. so do i dude i cry i took crime stories in college and i loved sherlock holmes and um so seeing those movies i'm like this isn't you're just again going back to bond i'm like you turned sherlock holmes into james bond yeah. and i'm just like i why and then a limey so the, james bond and a limey yeah. sherlock holmes and sherlock holmes was never a guy that was able to fight people or take people That's what on I mean. that way. It's like, and that, so that just always felt weird to me. And I'm like, y y this isn't what this character is. And you just made it something completely different. And, um, I just never vibed with either of those movies. And I went back and rewatched them recently. And again, I don't hate them. I just don't feel like they're good Sherlock Holmes movies. Cause I'm just like, why is this character even called this? That's not what this is. And I'm, I'm totally fine with putting your own spin on something, but, um, I just, yeah, again, this is pretty middle of the road to me. It's if you're really desperate for like a pretty generic action thriller, then you might, you know, vibe with this. And, um, so I'm kind of just, torn in the middle i i and i think that's why i'm gonna end up on a, a 2.5 just because like it it almost got to three it almost did but there's too much in there that i was just like i i just don't this stuff doesn't work for me 
Yeah, I mean, again, a lot of what this film is is inoffensive in terms of like if you yeah. don't like Guy Ritchie, this is more palatable than any of his other movies. But it's but then so if you do like it, will it just feel so? Like that's my what my point before. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, no, like, no, what, no. Please. The point I was making before was like I'm curious with people who really do love his shit, like what they think of this movie because like well it they is might like it down, because right? they could be like this is oh him kind of maturing in a way where like he's able to let the material do the talking. You know, instead second, my doors ring and keep talking. Yeah, instead of you know just like you know, completely giving in to his sort of trademarks and isms and the things that kind of, you know, he's best known for where this is, is a little bit more kind of following, you know, the original version and, and, and remaking it, but adding a couple touches here and there, but not too much where it's like, again, it's aggressively uh, a Guy Ritchie movie. Um, and, and again, there are things about Guy Ritchie that I don't, hate but i understand that people there are some people that really love that stuff like i love a good british gangster movie like yeah. the long good friday with bob hoskins is 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 one of my favorites super mario of, of of all time how dare you belittle <laughs> bob hoskins to that to super mario brothers and then like again i made the joke to you you know before this that you know the best guy richie movie ever made is layer cake and i mean matthew vaughn does owe guy richie quite a bit of, yeah. of, of of credit for that because i mean obviously him working a second unit on lock stock and snatch before you know becoming a director in his own Weirdly, right and then, i really like matthew vaughn <laughs> i do too but i i don't i don't love kick-ass but like the thing about matthew vaughn and even dexter fletcher who was an actor in lock stock and now is you know you know with Rocket Man. Let's not talk about Bohemian Rhapsody because that really wasn't his fault. But you look at, at at Eddie the Eagle and and Rocket Man, and you know that style is also very similar to Guy Ritchie in terms of that hyperkinetic action sort of you know hyper stylized world. But those guys, Vaughn and Fletcher, seem to do and 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 Fletcher's also now taking over the Sherlock. Uh, the third Sherlock film, yeah, which makes sense. Yeah. So like, but those guys do it in a way that kind of feels a little bit more inviting or at least fun where with Guy Ritchie, it's like you either like it or you don't. And you know, it's very acidic um, to the point where I find it can be just obnoxious. Yeah. That's exactly the perfect word. So, so. I'll give it a two. I'm just yeah. I, like, I'm not here or there for it. And, and again, like I'm, I'm like you where like, I keep going to these movies and I'm hoping, hoping it's- <laughs> cause I always want to be, I, I, I like to be, impressed and surprised by something or at least sort of wrong and and like going into each guy Ritchie movie i'm like maybe this is the one where i'll be like okay it finally clicks for me and did you you liked man from uncle right man from uncle is fine i don't love it but i think it has moments in that movie where it's like okay like again i i see what he's going for and i think it works with kind of his style to a certain degree. But I mean, again, I had no sort of nostalgia for man from uncle. I mean, I had seen a couple of episodes as a right. kid, but I never, I, really, I hadn't seen any of it. Yeah. You know, grew up with it or anything like that, you know, yeah. in, in a weird way, like we're like with Miami vice. I remember the first time I saw Miami vice, the movie, the Michael yeah. Mann film, even though Michael Mann was a part of the original series, I was disappointed by it because I thought it was going to be like an eighties period piece that was going to be shot on film. And then, 
watching it now um the the film version i i I love it even i love it more than i did when i first saw it yeah see i haven't revisited it and i feel like i would like it a lot more now than when i watched it when i was 17 or whatever yeah and and so you know again with guy Ritchie, it's like i i get it you know as long as he's making movies that are maybe kind of commercial when he kind of goes off the 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 deep end and and makes something that's for you know his then wife madonna with the remake of swept away right um you know that is a movie where it's like that is his like lowest point as a filmmaker because he's not really even interested in the material and it becomes almost you know icky and gross to watch at times because of how misogynistic and and offensive it is and i mean the gentleman has some stuff in there that is kind of like questionable yeah. but people have told me to go back and finish it because like i i didn't really give it a I, that's why I'd, i've never logged it on letterboxd or said i've actually seen the movie because we didn't do a review of it and um i i only got through 20 minutes of it and i was like i gotta turn this off (laughs) and like but i do want to sit down and because like i do i hate having you know that gap in you know that cumberland gap well like as a completionist but even though king arthur i never finished either um so <laughs> you just can't take just, charlie hunnam and guy Ritchie together i um, got to, i remember getting to rock and rolla and seeing rock and rolla and fucking hating it and then um you know seeing sherlock holmes on christmas day <laughs> and a fight breaking out in the theater and i remember that that's that's what stands out for me for sherlock holmes and um and then i hadn't i don't even i hadn't i didn't bother with the sequel so I don't know. I guess I'm all over the place, but we got to wrap this up. But, You're not missing um, much, but yeah, yeah. It's it's not a very good movie. Um, I know some people really like The Gentleman, but like I, I just, don't. I, I, don't I know you it. don't, but uh, I I almost just want to go. Okay, I want to go back and give it a shot, but then I'm like, why? Why do I? Why do I have this urge to go? You know what? I need to finish watching that. Um, Who names anyways. their son Dougie? yeah uh thank you all for listening um if you like this we have a lot of other reviews that you guys can uh check out right now uh we have reviews up right now for the series premiere of star wars the bad batch uh episode two just dropped today as well so you guys can check that out we're not we might do updates on you know what we've been watching on the normal show entitled movie podcast please go subscribe to that uh we have reviews up for without remorse uh things heard and seen mortal Kombat, stowaway chaos walking mitchell's versus the machines uh love and monsters and a lot more so uh please go check out all of our other reviews right here on untitled movie reviews drop us a review if you would be so kind on your podcast service of choice we'd really appreciate that uh follow us on all of those social medias i got a couple updates here so you can follow us at untitled underscore cast on twitter as well as um instagram uh and we just launched a letterboxed hq for untitled movie podcasts or our whole you know um trilogy of podcasts so if you go over to um letterbox it's untitled podcast i know i want to get all these on the same page but untitled podcast i liked a bit more on letterbox so we'll be posting all of our reviews there uh we'll be posting updates you can subscribe it'll be like a headquarters for everything untitled movie podcasts over on letterbox so i'm excited to kind of get that up and running it's pretty bare bones right now but we'll start adding reviews uh there might be 
Uh, you know, we can actually do some writing on there, which I think is cool. Like we could put it on the website, but I think letterbox might be an interesting place for that. Um, so, uh, it's cool. It's a new thing. Um, but I think, you know, letterbox being like the premier place for like film fans and stuff like that. I'm excited to kind of build untitled movie podcast as like an HQ on letterbox. I think that's a really cool spot for it. That's really cool, Matt. That's really, really cool. Really, really cool. Um, as always, my name is Matt Rohrbeck. You can find more of my work around the internet, but mostly at untitledmoviepodcast.com. And you can follow me on all those social medias at Matt Rohrbeck. And you know what I just realized, Eric, too, going back to Letterboxd? My Letterboxd is Matt underscore Rohrbeck, and I did not know that until like two days ago, and or yesterday night, actually, when I was doing all this stuff. It's subconscious, I like, man. I was like, why the hell is it Matt underscore Rohrbeck? <laughs> that is because I created a Letterboxd like way back. Remember, like when you start, you started using Letterboxd, and it took me a while to get on board. Like I didn't right. start doing it until- now you don't know what life is without letterbox yeah and so there's a, an account that i just can't log into which is my actual username that i want so i had to like i emailed them yesterday i'm like i can't remember the password it's on an old email can i switch the username so i'm trying to get that all worked out so letterbox it's matt underscore Rorabek right now i'm hoping to change it though so <laughs> not like anyone cares but i do so yeah, and I'm Eric Martin. <laughs> you can find more of my video reviews at rogerstv.com slash CinemaScene, and I'm on the social medias at EM6211. Until next time. I'm going to rewatch Nimrod Antel's uh, Armored. Remember We're that one? We're not hitting one cash truck. We're, We're hitting, hitting them all. <laughs>